0: I'm pretty sure Yako Pastorius played on a cruise ship. Have you heard that story, Carl? No, I haven't heard that, actually. It's one of those jazz musician stories. Oh, did you know that Yako played on a cruise ship? Oh, yeah. Oh, so wow. I feel better playing, like, by the pool for, like, six hours doing, like, cover songs. Welcome back to the Pickup Music pod. I'm Sam Blakelock, co-founder here at Pickup Music... And I'm Carl Kerfoot, Head of Education. So if you've ever thought about playing guitar for a living, whether that's full-time or just for fun on the side, today you'll hear
1: how guitar players are playing fills to pay the bills. I have both sides of the coin in terms of uh, education and then also touring. I taught high school music for two years. Uh, I was an adjunct professor at a college. And then I've also toured with a couple different bands professionally over the years.
0: I'm in a similar boat bit of teaching, bit of performing. I did a lot of local gigs back home in New Zealand. I worked on cruise ships for four years, performed in New York City at a lot of small jazz clubs, and now obviously a lot of teaching here at Pickup Music. So we'll break it down today into two kind of categories. If you can imagine services, so this is time for money, and then products, so you make a thing and you sell the thing. In that first category, the most obvious one that you would think of is performing. You're a guitarist, you are talented, you're an artist, you strum that thing, and people love it. And they pay you for it, which is pretty awesome, right? I mean, every day that I wake up and 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 I have a guitar, I see a guitar, and that's related to me earning a living, I feel grateful. Um, so let's get into opportunities around performing. Um, starting small and then we'll get right up to doing, you know, world tours and those types of things, which Carl can can speak on. So the most Common way that you'll start, you know, playing guitar would be just small cafes, bars, background music. It's music as a service. I've done hundreds of these gigs, you know, ranging from free. You know, we used to perform at a local library for a cup of tea, to hundreds of dollars in in like a New York wedding band featuring some of like the East Coast's top musicians, some of whom were would be from your favorite bands. Carl, what's your experience
1: around like corporate gig? work. Um yeah, definitely done uh some some wedding jobs here and there. Um but I've never worked for a um a wedding company cuz there there are a lot of those and th- that's a great way to make a living. You know, super steady work and generally pretty high pay. Um, but, um, I have worked, I worked at Disney, actually, I worked at Disneyland for about a year and a half, uh, here in LA. That was one of my first, you know, gigs, I guess in LA. Um, and then I also did cruise ships as well for, uh, well, I just did like a three month contract. Um, but yeah, that's my kind of corporate, uh, experience I would say.
0: Yeah. I guess going off the cruise ship things, I could, I give the, uh, the two minute rundown on that. So how it
1: works is,
0: um, they they have these bands that live and work on the ship and you're there full time uh, and you'll be in a lounge or maybe on the main stage with guest artists that will come in and bring a, a set of music. Um, sometimes there'll be a classical trio, a jazz trio, or sometimes in my case, it's all the same band and you put on a few different hats. Mm-hmm. So how it worked for us is I worked for this company called Holland America. So it's a lot of uh, old retired folk. Ooh, pri- fancy. That's the, that's the high end line uh it's a under carnival but uh yeah it, it wasn't carnival which is the that's the three night like
1: boozer cruises oh right 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 yeah yeah for sure yeah i was on princess which is kind of like the that's fancy mi- middle ground maybe yeah. no that,
0: that's that's <laughs> that was a yeah it's sim- similar gig yeah. yeah yeah um yeah so the, the positives about the cruise ship gig are free food you know or you can eat, um, getting paid. Obviously, full time gig. It's usually contract. Could be, you know, a two week thing if you're a fly in guest entertainer, all the way up to nine months um, or somewhere in between. Um, and then really great for you know getting better at your craft. You play every day, usually maybe a couple of days off. Um, I got really good at sight reading because um, you yep. know you put under pressure. They come in with charts, yeah. And there's this whole history of cruise ship music where there's these old handwritten like it used to be mm-hmm. big bands back in the day i'm pretty sure uh jaco pastorius played on a cruise ship at least that's what huh.
1: have you heard that story carl no i haven't heard that actually no
0: yeah yeah it's one of those those um huh. those jazz musician stories oh did you know that jaco played on a cruise ship oh yeah oh, i wow. feel so i feel better playing like by the pool for like six hours <laughs> my, the theme park thing uh that's something i've haven't heard much about what what was that like carl
1: It was about as close to a nine to five music job as you could get. Like you literally, you know, you, you drive there, you clock in and then you do five shows a day. Um, You do your show, you know, you come back into the break room and everybody just kind of sits around and, you know, tells fart jokes and then, you know, you, you put your hat back on and then you go back out. (laughs) So were you like um, Mickey Mouse? Like who who were you? Well, we were a, it was a show. It's a show that's still around actually called Five and Dime. Um, and it was like, we come out on this jalopy, like it was like a 1920s jazz band kind of thing. And I had like a resonator guitar and I had Mike and I was singing and playing and stuff. And we would all come out and on the car we'd be playing. And then we'd come in the middle of the park, basically do a more of a show, get back in the car and then go back, you know, and that was, that was it. So uh, I did that for like a year and a half, and and it's so I don't know. It's just really mind numbing, like playing the same you know eight songs for a year and a half. That's one of the downsides, I would say, but also definitely nice to have the steady the steady income for sure. And sleeping
0: in your own bed, you know, on a cruise ship, you're on these tiny bunk bunk beds below totally. water with no windows. So yeah, so pluses <laughs> and minuses with everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well let's finish up the performing aspect and we certainly skipped a whole a whole lot of things i could go deep into weddings you know learning hundreds of songs and and, and everything that's involved there but let, let's touch on on touring because for a lot of a lot of us guitar players hopping on a a tour whether that's a national or international tour is is kind of the ultimate thing and and we are here in la where where this is the place and what 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 was your experience carl maybe you could frame it on like like Positives and negatives or who it's for or who it's not for and ultimately was it something that you you were glad you did
1: Yeah, it was definitely a dream of mine I mean that was I came to LA to to really give myself a chance at touring and being a professional musician um, And I really lucked out. I it was one of my professors uh, his he owned like a little he had a sublet situation in his house uh, underneath his house and the leader of this band, Lord Huron, um, Ben Schneider, lived there. And when their guitar player left, he asked uh, my professor for a recommendation and he recommended me. And so that's like how I got my first touring gig. <laughs> um, and, you know, it was, it was like really rough at first in terms of, you know, we were just like, the band was like having a lot of, uh, you know, like early success and things were looking good, but like, you know, we were still playing small rooms and things like that. Um, and, you know, it was like six guys to to sharing like one hotel room for the first couple tours and things like that. Um, so it, it can be a very rough life, especially in those early days. Um, it's very exciting. I would say like if you're, you know, a young person in your mid-20s or so, um that kind of lifestyle is it can be really appealing to a lot of people and it and it was for me for sure um yeah and then i had another experience uh well i was with that band up until pretty much we were we made we went from that to like you know being in a bus and like having you know hotel rooms and all that so i really saw the whole gamut of how a band you know um can raise, rise up through the ranks and it's it, it's really um It was a beautiful thing like you know the 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 farther up you get the easier it gets but the thing that never goes away is you're still away from your loved ones you're still away from partners family and like you said like you're not sleeping in your own bed um or you're also not really establishing yourself in a scene um which is like kind of with all of these like things that require you to go away is something to consider if you're you know, trying to be in get into the music industry. And maybe if you're trying to do uh writing and you know, which we'll talk about later, like some, you know, uh producing, stuff like that, you know, you, you need to develop your network in town kind of in order to to do that or whatever town it is. So that would be some of the cons, I guess. Let's move to the other part of your
0: time for money, which is teaching. This is very common uh, for guitar players. I predict that some of your favorite guitar players teach in some way or another. So we'll get into, first of all, in real life. So it's you and a student or you and a group of students. I taught. kids guitar i've had private students i've had zoom students uh at picket music we do a live lesson every monday um, twice tw- uh, twice every monday um, so there's many different ways to do it but in essence you are the person with the experience sharing it with someone else who is excited uh, you're mentoring them giving them direction telling them what they're bad at in order to improve because you've been through it all yourself and you can really ultimately help them get to where you are in a quicker way than you did. Carl, let's get started
1: with, um, I think the one-to-one component. How is that for you? Yeah, I've done, I've been teaching private lessons since I was like 16. Um, and, you know, it, it's a beautiful thing. And it's a, when you have a really great student that you've seen, you know, develop over the years, even if you can have them that long, it's it's such a satisfying thing as a teacher and it's such a, you know, important part of, for a lot of people's development. And I know both of us have studied privately with people and, you know, we're very thankful for that experience. Um, You know, the, the downside of it I think is that when, when that is the bulk of your income, you are literally working one-to-one, you know, you get paid for an hour of teaching and, you know, it's just very one-to-one. So it's a constant hustle and you're constantly have um, turnover and people you know, churning, you know, going on vacation or you know, and then you're like managing the you know, it's like when you start to have like thirty students, you could make a great living that way. But it's becoming the uh, the management aspect of it starts to become uh, a significant chunk of your time. So I think most people really kind of find that you, you know everybody has their own balance. and um, but like for most people, it tends to be like around five to 10 students is kind of manageable. Um, but with the, I mean, honestly, with the pandemic, you know, now everybody teaches on zoom or, you know, uh, over, over whatever. And, and that's a great, that's a great way to do it. Cause you're not having to drive. You can still offer really high quality, um, a really high quality experience. I think, um, you know, it, it, if you can get your setup, you know take take time to like make sure things are sounding good and that you can um you know have all your you have all your materials right there you can easily show people things that you're talking about there's actually a lot of benefits to it i think um you know sh- screen sharing and things like that but um but yeah of course you do lose that in person which you know aspect which of course is is great um but um but yeah that's that's kind of some some in real life is there anything that you're thinking of off the top of like any I don't know any pros or cons to that
0: yeah the other part which people often forget about um with teaching is developing those resources can often be the most time consuming part like those lesson plans the material the transcription and there can be a big time time cost there so it's just something to think about like are they paying you for your time but also you know two hours preparation and follow-up afterwards i know some teachers who'll be like you pay me for the hour but the last fifteen minutes I'm going to be you know giving you some follow up notes so mm. so they build them for uh, not not only the teaching time but the the follow up and preparation time but the admin time mm. <laughs> no mm. one's paying you you right. to organize your schedule you know got, got a sick kid or uh, missing it this week um, which is why often as a teacher you'll be looking for those students who want to really commit to you know a weekly lesson I see uh, teachers often doing like Bundle prices like pay for five lessons up front. You'll see it all the time in colleges where you have to commit to the semester, you know, pay up up front if you don't cancel within 24 hours. There's all these things that people do to try and reduce that cost. But if it's just you teaching students, then I think that, you know, that number, that five to 10 students is super manageable and can be a really rewarding
1: experience. Yeah, absolutely. um You know, and then there's also the concept of, uh, you know, group. Lessons, And that can be in a couple different ways. I've, I've taught like literally group guitar lessons to young kids, um, which is more just kind of like, you're almost like a workout teacher, just like up there strumming and working on songs and stuff, rather than a lot of getting in the the weeds with technique. Um, And then I've also taught like, you know, a college level commercial guitar class where we did spend a lot of time, you know, talking about concepts and scales and, um, styles and stuff like that. Um, but I think the, the point there is that it's a great, it's always been a great time, especially now, I guess it's a great time to be a guitar teacher. You know, there's, um, in, in music programs across the world, it's not just classical or jazz anymore. It's now becoming, you know, pop music, commercial music. Um, and these programs, there's actually now funding for, for this type of stuff in public schools even. And so, you know, you could be a guitar player. You don't have to be just a saxophone player anymore to be, you know, the director of a music program at a high school. Um, in fact, Most people probably would prefer nowadays that you're a guitar player um, because it's more relevant, you know, so that's what I mean by it's a great time to be a guitar teacher. And
0: to add on to that, the remote thing is really open up opportunities for you if you're not, you know, in the US or you're not in like a big city, but you're a really great guitar player, um, you can find those students or those teaching opportunities you know, from, from your own home, you have a nice setup, um, sounding good, you know, g- get your little thing going. And, you know, it's less of a friction now to have to move to LA or move to London or move to Berlin in order to like, you know, really, really be at the top of your game regarding teaching.
1: It's a great point.
0: Well, we've coming to the end of the pod, but there are so many more opportunities which we didn't get to talk about, including writing original music uh sample packs tabs presets subscription online courses working for guitar related companies so do come back to our next pod Uh, we will go even deeper and get into some really actionable advice on how you if you want to could make a bit of moolah strumming that thing So Carl and I invite you to join us on Pick Up Music every Monday, 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Pacific for our live lesson in office hours. We also have a Country Learning Pathway releasing this week with Daniel Donato, a really fantastic teacher and guitarist and featuring some of LA's best country uh, session musicians.
1: Yeah, and then coming up after that, we have the Groove Learning Pathway, which um, has some amazing content amazing performance pieces with live band uh we've again got some of the best session players in la and we're filming it in a groovy 70s kind of vibe studio so all the vibes will be there all the grooves will be there
0: so thanks for tuning in this has been sam and carl make sure you tune in to the next uh pod which drops every saturday and we'll be going deeper into making money online see you there and thanks for tuning in happy shredding and happy shedding